0: Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben, Doc G, Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me. As always, the man that once rode a mechanical bull until the bull was too exhausted to continue. Word. The one, the only, Dave Burls Berlin. Say what?
1: Amen. Another fantastic fact by Doc G. Uh Uh-huh. Fake fact.
0: Fake fact. Now, have you ever read A Rode a Mechanical Bull?
1: I have. I wouldn't say that I, I am that great at it, <laughs> but I don't think I'm the worst that did it that night. That okay. I, nice. That I did it. So, nice. You, you know right under You're the radar. not too far off.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. I I was thinking like no about... No one laughed at me how bad I was, but yeah. no one
1: was was wowed by my
0: you, skill You weren't either. the person that on the first kick of the bull, you just fell off on your head and just sat there on the ground for like 10 seconds. You were that guy. Uh, Well, actually, no, no, usually God. it's a drunk girl that's usually that one. It's usually the drunk girl that right. has like noodle arms that just oh, goes on crashed. and just flop. Oh. <laughs> uh, yep anyways i was thinking about it i i i know i've been in a lot of scenarios with a mechanical bull and i think at one of those at some point i actually wrote it but i can't remember Mm, i honestly can't remember i think i did but i'm like am i just imagining (laughs) this i don't know maybe i did i can't remember Anyways, Dave. Uh, by the way, everyone, that was completely false. So true. Uh, I, uh, uh, yep, da- I Dave has I never did not write it till yeah, it broke down. Completely false. Do not do not actually take that. That that stays on this show, guys. What? stays on the show. Don't, don't brag to your friends about me. Don't do it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dave. I was cruising the news stories, uh, mm. as I as I tend to do for this show. And uh I saw I came across a story that really stuck out. And uh, you know, I so so I cruised the news stories through what my web browser gives me, you know, when I bring it up. They just mm-hmm. have those those mm-hmm. stories. and I'm like, ah, yeah, check these out.. What? And so one of them was from Mental Floss. and they had written an article, five expert tips for surviving. Mm-hmm a shark attack.
1: Oh. Yeah. Expert tips, huh?
0: Yeah. So true. Now, Dave, obviously I thought, who besides me would click on this article? Hmm. Who Who would click on this? Why would you click on this moment in time? Everything going on in the world, why would you be like, you know what? I better check out to see how to save myself from a shark. Like, Hey, really, this time of the year? Yeah, like exactly. This should
1: be like a May article, April article.
0: But of course, I clicked on it. That. That's a fact. Um, yeah. Now, now, before I go <laughs> on, Dave, let me let me point out: there's a pandemic that's killed a million people. Uh, starvation kills an estimated nine p- a million people in the world uh, a year. Cardiovascular disease kills almost 18 million people in the world per year. Uh, mm. 10 million people die from cancer in the world per year. Mm. So just out of those four things that I just mentioned, your chances mm. of dying from one of those things is 1 in 200,000. Mm. Which, yeah. you know, it's still pretty high. But, I mean, as far as, like, you know, 200,000, that's not... If, if I had to guess shark deaths,
1: there's, like, a th- not even a 1,000 a year.
0: So, Dave, there are an average... Of 80 shark attacks per year in the world. And five, wow. five of those are fatal on average.
1: So, holy crap. So, your so ch- people really shouldn't be scared about shark attacks at all.
0: <laughs> so, your chance of getting killed by a shark attack, just on numbers, is one in 1.52 billion. Hmm. Now, uh, I also should mention, hmm. Dave that your chances of dying from a shark attack if you don't get into the water is zero <laughs> so just keep that in mind mm. folks if you're really really frightened of this just stay out of the water that's a fact there you go just i stay, mean
1: you know go to your knees and then just like sit down in that water you'll you'll never
0: get attacked or there. or a lake how about that no sharks in a lake. Nope. Now, I can't promise yeah, if you're in a lake like, in Florida, other... you'll get eaten by an alligator. But... Uh, you right. know, Lake. That's
1: and prob- there's probably more alligator attacks than. Uh, actually, no, there's not. Uh, that's stupid. I'm no, gonna take that back. No,
0: no, no. I'm checking it out. That's a good. That's a good question. That's right. Now, we're following up next okay. week on
1: that. Um, All right, next week alligator attacks
0: for sure. Yes! Now, uh, anyways, so I read on, Dave. Even though there's mm-hmm. no way you're gonna get attacked by a shark, there's a one in point five two billion chance. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's see how I'm gonna survive it if it does happen. So true. So first it's knowledge you need to have
1: just in the back. So that's right.
0: First, first uh, way that you're going to uh, avoid uh, getting killed in the shark attack: don't panic around a shark. Hmm. Stupid. That that was really their first. Piece of advice, Dave. That was number one on the list, which I gotta say is kind of like saying don't panic when your chute won't open during skydiving. Like, (laughs) it's a little hard not to panic. It's a natural reaction. It's gonna happen. When an 800-pound teeth blender is coming at you, you're probably gonna be like, you know what? I got a little panicky. I'm a little little frightened. Um, Number two... Try to maintain eye contact with the shark.
2: Wait, what?
0: <laughs> which, which. Fr- yeah, I mean. You know, like, I was like, come on, mental floss. This isn't a business interview with this shark. Nope. Like, what are you. And second, like, the shark's eyes are on the side of their head. It should be
1: reworded. It should just be like, try to keep visual of it. Yeah, you know, eye contact. If
0: they're coming to bite you, how are you going to, like, reach around and be like, hey. Yeah, I'm looking at you in the eye, there, buddy. I see you. Like, what? Ridiculous. Three. Well, have
1: you ever have you been in the water when a shark is like right by you? Uh,
0: no. I've been on a paddleboard when there's been one underneath me, which was pretty frightening. Oh, shit. that's that's pretty scary too. Yeah, I so panicked. I was I
1: was I down in South Florida. Bit. I I definitely panicked, but so I failed rule one. But rule two rule two I followed just to, you know, navigate my... Nice. uh, Way back to shore. Nice. So... Good. I... You got to keep an eye on it so it doesn't get in your path.
0: I would have had to, like, dip my head into the water from the paddleboard, so I wasn't going to do that.
1: So, you know... Well, I wasn't uh, making eye contact, but I was just girl, keeping an idea of where he was. Oh, so. I was definitely keeping
0: an idea of <laughs> I where didn't he walk was. Right into him. and my brother had no care in the world. I'm like, hey, there's a pretty big shark underneath our uh, paddle boards right now. He's like, no, whatever. What? And I was like, I, I am having a bit of a heart attack right now on the inside. You're like, I'm starting to have a bowel movement. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, four. Oh, wait. I'm going to skip three. Jeez. Three. If a shark attacks you, fight back. Word. What? God. What? Who wouldn't fight Duh. back? Who's out there teaching uh, the nonviolent protest toward me. sharks? Like who's... Take my limb. So true. You know what? If I just sit here and protest, he'll stop. Nope. He's a shark. He's not going to stop. Nope. He's going to eat you. Anyways. Right. Number four, if a shark has bitten your arm, keep it above your head. Hmm. What? Oh my god. What? Like, I mean, one, like, if you gotta use it to swim, you sort of gotta use it to swim. Like, you know? Right. I mean, two, like, how good of a treader of water are you that you can just rocket that thing right over your head and be like, got it, we're good. No worries. Like, right. come <laughs> on, man. Five.
1: No, you, you five, gotta use it to swim. You have to.
0: Five. Whatever you do, try not to look at the wound. Hmm. 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 Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel
1: like in like a natural survival, you know, you get bit and you're just like running back to shore. Yeah and uh, you, you don't probably don't look it. at it till you're yeah. out of the water. Yeah. Right. But once you're once you out of the water, I think, how well, do you not?
0: Yeah, this is during the fight. You can't. But I've decided this article is here to make me do all of the things that they said not to do. Like, if I'm ever attacked by a shark, I now am, am going to completely panic, break eye contact with a shark, and only break eye contact with a shark to look at my wound. To that's, look at the <laughs> That's all that's going to happen. Uh, the point, oh, man. The point is, Dave, I wasted 10 minutes of my life reading this article, and I wasted 10 more making you all listen to it. That's a fact. So, in total... I, you have. I'm never going to get that
1: 10 minutes back.
0: No. In total, 20 minutes wasted. And we got about seven to go. I think
1: you just wasted... All- I think you wasted our 10 to make you feel better about wasting your 10.
0: That's what I usually do, yes. That's a fact. Yes. W- w- yeah. Wasting time with everyone on this show makes me happy, Dave. So with that being said, That's are you true. ready to waste some time? Let's fire it up, baby. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift
2: off. Woo!
0: Dave, I told you a while back, Doom Flamingo. Doom flamingo i'm excited about yes, their sir. sign the these these guys are riding the synth wave sound so true they're just a good time in general like their music you just want to you want to groove you want to dance like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna play their song domingo's run this show dave and i gotta be honest it just makes you think you're on like a this is me, at least. It makes me think I'm like on a, mm-hmm. a, a Southern California a highway mm. with the top down mm-hmm. in like an 80s Corvette, nice. just, you know, rocking to try to get away from the bad guy. That's what it makes me think.
1: Sweet. That's- I think we can all get down with that.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. We've got their guitarist TK on the show. Can't wait to chat with him. It's going to be good. But first, you start where we start birthday suit. Let's do it.
1: Happy birthday, Mr. President. Uh
0: okay, Dave. Now this I am this it doesn't fall exactly into your music. It does it is in your genre, in your wheelhouse here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's one of your uh, one of your choice brands or not. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So I gave you 90% on it. 90. Oh. So uh, born on October 21st, 1993 in Chattanooga, Tennessee, our birthday suit wearer has a white mother and a black father, and he didn't realize that he had different race parents growing up. And he got in a lot of fights because kids started Calling him racial slurs, and up until that point, he had no idea, had no idea, um, and that mm-hmm. actually caused a lot of trouble for him uh, in high school, as you can mm-hmm. imagine. Uh, growing up, mm-hmm. our birthday suit wearer though did love music. He loved R and B yes! and he loved country. Mm-hmm. Yes! He listened to both of them a lot. In 2014, mm-hmm. he started posting covers of other people's songs on a social media, mm. like Brantley Gilbert mm-hmm. and Alan Jackson. He gained millions of views and millions I'm of followers. I'm gonna guess Kane Brown. Correct! <laughs> Nicely done. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. Yes. So, uh, on 2000, it's 2015. He released a single, "Used to Love You Sober." He went on to open for Florida Georgia Line on their 2016 summer tour. Same year, he signed with mm-hmm. RCA Nashville. His self-titled debut album came out uh, at number 10 on the Billboard 200. So true. The second single off that album, What Ifs, with Lauren Elena, was certified five times platinum. He released a single, uh, Lose It, hmm. off the second album, Experiment. And just last month, he announced mm-hmm. a drive-in concert series of over 200 theaters that he's starting. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That a boy. Happy birthday, sir. 27. 27 for Kane. Uh, are you a Kane fan? Man. Do you listen to Kane? I,
1: I am a Kane fan. He's he's good, man. He's got a, he's got a good voice for sure.
0: I got to be honest, I haven't listened. Girl, come on. I mean, honest, I I probably heard of one of his songs at one point or time or the other and I've heard, had a lot of friends that have been like you got to check that dude out. I haven't listened to him yet. But yeah. you know what? I'm gonna I'm going to it at some point, time. Huh? Go. It's gonna happen.
1: Maybe he'll come I'm, on the
0: show. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna celebrate then his birthday. Listen. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm going to listen to it to celebrate his birthday. That's what I'm going to do. That's a there we go. Boom. Happy birthday, Kane, 27. And yes, you are correct, Dave. He will be on the show. Oh, yes. It will happen. So true. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Dave, are you ready? Rip some headlines? Let's rip it, Doc. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. All right. Uh Dave, little good news, bad news here to start this first story. Uh Ooh. Good news. Once again, luckily, nobody in this next story tried to shoot anyone for ridiculous reasons. Sweet. Thank goodness. Now, the bad news but was The bad news. The bad news, I was lying about the good news. Somebody totally did try to Uh shoot somebody for stupid reason. Girl, come on! Uh, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So uh, preteens and teens uh, in Akron, Ohio were shooting some Mm -hmm. hoops, right? They were in the streets Mm -hmm. shooting some hoops in a suburb in Akron, Ohio last Sunday when a Pontiac G6 came busting through the street at a pretty fast speed, right? They just ran right through their their game, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, and they yelled at the driver to slow down, you know? Like, hey, slow down, you know? One of those. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Well, the driver yeah. uh, resented their request, and uh, he stopped his car, stepped out of the driver's seat, and fired several shots from a pistol God at kids. Lee. What? At
1: Wow. Kids. Hmm. Luckily. Wait, so the who was yelling? The, someone was yelling at the driver to slow down, or the kids yelled at the driver to slow the, down? Yeah, the,
0: the kids were yelling at him to slow down, and okay. he responded by he shooting, shooting, shooting them. Wow. Yes. Jeez. Uh, luckily, none of the kids were hit. Uh, after he fired the oh, shots, man. he jumped back into his car and sped off. Uh, so, listeners, give this a thought an 11-year-old was out there playing the basketball. Think about this. An 11-year-old tells you to slow down, and your response in your head is, I should probably shoot that 11-year-old. Shoot year those old.
1: Mofos. Yeah,
0: like, man, dude. that's some seriously flawed logic. I mean... So true. If this dude reacts to someone saying slow down like that, he must go through like 100 cases of bullets a week. Like
1: I would... I'm telling you, anyone tells him the wrong thing, they're dead.
0: Come on,
1: Jesus. keep it together, folks. Keep it together. Like of the things to get arrested for, that's not that's, a good one. That's that's one of the that's one of the worst ones we've heard.
0: That's gonna be that's gonna be tough to explain on your next job interview too. <laughs> Hey, yeah. see, see see you got this uh, incarceration. What was that for? Well I tried to shoot an eleven year old. Huh? huh? I don't know mm. if you'll be working for us here at Toys R Us or not. Doesn't seem like <laughs> right material. There's a lot of eleven year olds that come in here. Yeah. So. Sadly, I don't think Toys R Us is hiring. I think they went bankrupt. I think that I think that they joke did. is it's crazy. Is, yeah, sad. Sad. Uh well, Dave, at least we
1: both get it. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> Dave, as most of us know, we've, we've gathered two pretty big rules about this pandemic. Wear a mask, social distance. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty mm-hmm. pretty big. And as we also know, in America, we don't follow those two very well. Nope, We're not that good no, at it. No, we don't. It's followed about as well as rules of jaywalking. Like... People are like, that's still a thing? Oh, I didn't know. I just ran across that road. Oh, you're not supposed to do that? Whoops. That's basically how we approach these rules of the pandemic, is with the same nonchalantness. Well, we Very may true. we may want to take notes from two old fellas that live in a deserted Italian hamlet of not- uh, Notrose. No. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So... So the entire town of Notrose uh is pretty small. It's like a very small town. But there's one mm-hmm. area removed from the center of town that's really small. Mm-hmm. It's only got two people. So Oh dang. Yeah, two dudes. Two dudes in this whole area, this whole, as they call it, hamlet of Notrose. Mm-hmm. Um that would be Giovanni Carilli and, uh, Gia Piero, uh, Giam Piero Nobili. Nope. Mm. Nope. Yes. We'll go with that. That's what we're going with. got on. it. Uh, so Giovanni is 82 and Gia Piero is, uh, 74. Now, you okay. would, th- you would think just two people living in this area, nobody really coming in from the outside, you wouldn't really have to worry about the, the safety, right? I mean, so true. it's just two dudes. Mm-hmm. They're there. They're not really right. going anywhere. They're not leaving. What's the deal? But that hasn't stopped Giovanni and Jim Piero from following their federal guidelines. That's right. Every time they meet, they both wear masks. And whenever they get together, they are separated by two meters. Giovanni said, mm. I'm old, but I want to keep living here. Looking after my sheep, vines beehives, and orchards. I enjoy my life. Sweet. You know what? I gotta agree. I sort of like Giovanni's life too, Dave. Sounds pretty, sounds pretty True nice. That, man. I mean. Relaxing. And they had some pictures. It was up on a nice hill in Italy. It just look nice. It looked nice. Uh, we could do that. And we, we love our Italian food. Oh yeah. Gian Piero said, "Quote: Wearing a mask and respecting social distancing is not just for health reasons. It's not something bad or good. It's a matter of principle." Yeah, yeah. Mm. Take a note, well folks. Said. From Gm Piero, laying it down, man. Side note, Dave. They the the town has a couple places up for sale. So, uh, one of them well, actually recently sold. Let's buy sold. some real estate. Yeah, one of them recently sold for thirty-three thousand dollars. So, you know, oh, we're in there. Yeah, we can afford that on the uh, Doc G
1: show budget.
0: Exactly. I mean, sounds pretty nice. <laughs> Me, Giovanni, Dave, Giampiero, just hanging out every every day. The four best friends that anyone could have, wearing masks, socially distanced, but just hanging out. They go to the well every day, get the spring water from literally an ancient well of Roman times. Jeez. Cool. Wow. That's cool. That is dope right oh, there. Yeah. I mean, I took a look too, Dave. It's like they're mm-hmm. pretty much directly in the center of the boot. Like you're right Man. in the middle of Italy. You're, you're just a couple. Yeah. Like they're pretty close to Rome. So, I mean, if you want to take a day mm-hmm. trip to Rome, you could. I'm just saying. You can do it. It's a good Aim option. It. Put it down. Put it down for an option. I like it. Uh, Dave, the next story, uh, we've got pretty, pretty interesting one. So, uh, it's about a robbery that went down in St. James, mm-hmm. Jamaica. So, mm-hmm. apparently, a 40-year-old man in uh, mm-hmm. St. James, Jamaica, he decided that he would dabble in the illicit trade of prostitution. Word. So. Oh wow. Not himself. <laughs> he was going to purchase a prostitute, not him going into prostitution. Uh, so he still con-
1: interesting. He,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> he contacted a prostitute and uh, offered uh-huh. offered her five thousand dollars for her services. Mm-hmm. And during the transaction, mm-hmm. the prostitute determined. That's insufficient. Hmm. And they started yelling back and forth. And in the midst of this argument, the man walked away from the prostitute. When he turned back mm-hmm. around, she had a gun pointed at him. Wait, what? Uh, the oh, pro- dang. Yes. And then the prostitute then shot the man in both legs. Jeez. Before taking $85,000 from his pants wait what man how do you fit all that in your pants yes
2: goodness yes
0: gracious. the man was hospitalized he's expected to recover quite easily but yes dave the first question is how do you even fit eighty five thousand dollars in your pants hmm. that's that's eight hundred and fifty bills if it's all he- hundreds
1: like, he must have had some, some super cargo pants with, like, 16 pockets.
0: Then it would have taken a while to rob, too. She's got to check all those pockets? Come on. <laughs> and now, obviously, Dave, oh as gosh. you know, we do not encourage illegal behavior on the Doc G Show. Nope. Uh, we do not. This is another one, though, Dave. Another scenario where you're in Jamaica, and you should call up a friend and be like, hey, you know, I was thinking of having a great Friday night, friend. I'm going to call up a prostitute and meet up with them. Wait, what? Now, of course, I just want to let you know, when I meet up with them, I'm going to bring my $85,000 of cash, obviously. Word. And then, you know, we'll just see how the night develops, friend. Right? And your friend will be like, um, hey.
1: Absolutely
0: not. Since you're doing something illegal maybe don't take your $85,000 in your pants. Nope. Maybe don't do that, you know? Just a <laughs> thought. Like I mean just a rule of thumb, if you're doing things illegal, you usually don't mm-hmm. want to you don't want to bring a, a lot of cash with you on those illegal no. things, you know? Nope. Um because here's the thing, when you do illegal things and something happens to you that's illegal, you usually don't want to report it nope that's how that works nope you know now if you're doing something illegal you don't want to call up the cops and be like hey i was doing something illegal and somebody robbed me can you believe it like word hmm, ask the mob it doesn't work like that they don't they don't want to call up the cops that's not what they're doing anyways they do not do that hopefully this man recovers it seems like he will I don't know if he'll get his85 thousand dollars back uh very doubtful looks but hopefully a- you can walk again looks a little shady anyways I mean just like who why what do you need85 thousand dollars for what I mean you what? didn't need that much what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean this <laughs> is weird uh, Dave an interesting story out of the all-important people magazine. <laughs> Um, yes. This is a bright Everything spot. Everything from
1: people is real.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. This is a bright spot of the pandemic. I think you and me can agree um animals have been adopted at a much higher rate than before the pandemic. Uh, so, totally. That's always a good thing getting animals out of shelters. I love
1: seeing empty shelters. Yep. Yes.
0: And uh and I've got a great one of those from the United Kingdom. Hmm. So uh, mm. the RSP, uh, the RSCPA uh, of Northampton which we've talked about Northampton mm. I couldn't remember where we talked about them, but we've talked about them before. Uh, they yeah, said, I don't know either, but they sent out a message that they were trying to uh, get two cats that are brothers adopted. Uh, Leon mm. and Nikita. Uh, they said Leon and Nikita are affectionate. They enjoy chin tickles and human company. Oh.
3: Sweet.
0: Uh, oh. Now, the unique thing about Leon and Nikita is that they're 21 years old. Jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How old do cats get? Jesus. Like Oh, that's, that's probably about it, huh?
0: That's well over their average age. That is well past Damn. the average age of a cat. Like my my parents' cat lived for a very long time. Pepper, Pepper lived until mm-hmm. she was like mm-hmm. 16, and that was a that was wow. an old cat. These cats are 21, 21. These wow. cats are almost as old as you, Dave. Like
1: that's it's, true. It's insane. they as I, dirt.
0: I mean, essentially, that's like a human being being adopted when they were, like, 115. Girl, come on! Like, oh talk, t- talking to a family like, hey, have you ever thought about adopting an older child? How old are we talking? Like, two or three? Well, we have a lovely child that's up for adoption that's 115. What? He loves chin tickles. Yes. If you'd like to take him, he's big into chin tickles. I do love chin tickles. <laughs> but... <laughs> Because the passionate call by the uh, uh, RSCPA, they had over 100 Mm -hmm. requests to adopt Leon and Akita. Uh, They even had some requests from the United States. Obviously, they had to let the folks know that, you know, a trip across the ocean might be a little rough for cats with a combined age of 42. Um, But... (laughs) They found a family that was willing to take Leon and Nikita that live in Northamptonshire, so they've got a home to live out their retirement years. There we go. I love it. Nicely Hope they done. they get lots of chin tickles. Nicely done. Uh, Dave, okay, here. This is, this is impressive. Dave, you know on this show we celebrate a record or two. We like records. We sure do. Now, this next record... Is definitely one you do not want. That's a fact. You do not want this record. Mm. Uh, Dave, mm-hmm. you had COVID. We talked about it on the show. I did. You did. You got over your symptoms, probably it was about a little over a week or so. Um, yeah,
1: just about a week. Yep.
0: You were very lucky, young, healthy. Uh, Deanna Hare of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Didn't really mm-hmm. have any of those things going for her. Uh she Dang. finally got released from the hospital after having COVID after a hundred and ninety-six days. Jeez. Wow. She has over the, six
1: months, man.
0: She has the record for the longest time spent in a hospital surviving mm-hmm. because of COVID. Over a half wow. a year with COVID battling. Uh, Deanna and her 196 husband. 196 days. Wow. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Deanna 196, and her. ninety-six man. Deanna and her husband, Ken, tested positive for COVID on March 31st mm-hmm. and wow. was just released this past week. Uh, Deanna developed blood clots. She developed various mm-hmm. infections throughout her body. She developed ischemic wow. colitis in her colon. Mm. They had to remove a large part of her colon. She developed wow. sepsis. Her kidneys yep. failed. Her family was called Goodness in gracious. three times to say goodbye because they thought she was going to die. They yep. thought she was gonna oh, die. God. But by the end of June, she started testing negative. And obviously, because of all the damage that had to be done, she couldn't walk. She couldn't breathe without a respirator. uh, She couldn't move a couple of feet uh, before having to to recover from being exhausted. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But after several months of rehab and treatment, doctors finally considered her healthy enough to go home this past week. Yes. Wow, how old was she? Uh, She was in her early 60s. I didn't put it down exactly. She's like 61, I think, 62, <laughs> something like that.
1: Man, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, Man. yeah. I feel like Nikita and Leon heard how long she stayed in the hospital, and they're like, geez, that's even 140th of our life, and we're old as shit. Wow.
1: Try being <laughs> in a shelter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dave, her man, message. That's t- crazy. She had so many complications. Like that's the stuff you don't hear about yeah. on on the internet on T V and whatnot. Um
0: yeah. yeah. Man,
1: she went through She went a through crazy
0: the ringer the ringer experience. man experience. And I mean most people would have died at sepsis, most people would have died at the the colon. Oh the man, col- when you're septic, oh God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean it's the bad. ischemic colitis, most people would have wouldn't have survived that. The kidney's failing. Most people wouldn't have (laughs) survived that. Like, I mean, it's insane, man. Dave, her message to others when she left the hospital, not too surprising. COVID is a deadly virus. that kills, you shouldn't trifle with it. You should all take precautions. Wear your mask. Wash Mm -hmm. your hands. Practice social distancing. That's Deanna's word Mm -hmm. coming out of the hospital. There we go. Dave, we are going to... Shout out to Deanna. Shout out to Deanna and her husband Ken. Way to stick Shout with her. Way to survive, Deanna. Fantastic. Live your life in Michigan. Hopefully you're feeling better. Uh, we are going to take a break, Dave. We are going to get a little light. We are going to hear my favorite jam of Dune Flamingo. This jam. Ah, it's just so fun. It's just so. It's just so. I mean, funky free. I just. I love it. Ooh. Runaway right here on the Doc G Show. And we are back Here on the Doc G Show Spinnaker Radio WSKRLP 95.5 FM In Jacksonville, Florida Dave Hmm Ladies
1: and gentlemen Stop what you're doing Do Mm. us a big favor Mm. And download the Doc G Show on any podcast downloading app that you have. Mm-mm. Go back and listen to all the episodes. There's a bunch of them. Yes. You know, you can go listen to the one that he was just talking about where Andy was a co-host. What?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: They didn't hear you, that you though. Can do you do have to remember we oh, weren't on crap. air for that? <laughs> You're right. Well, we were just talking about Andy Frasco. It's true. And you know, it's a good one to Flamingo listen to. And, go back and listen to it. Yes. Right. So you know. There you go Whoa. check out that yep. check mm-hmm. out the instagram at docg show mm-hmm. and then go in the inst- the website www.docgshow.com or docgshow.com yes. whichever yes yes sorry I interrupted your flow there Dave I'm sorry I, I it's okay you're I'm glad you said that because I'm yeah as soon as you said I was like you're right they were not part of that while yeah. the song was playing. <laughs> Sometimes you forget when
0: you're when you're off the air that you're just like you you just flow right back into the convo and you're like oh wait now and I realized at the start oh you of weren't
1: that, there for that
0: I realized at the start of that when we came back from break I almost started this segment like I start the show and I was like wait what what mm-hmm. am I doing. Cause I came back with an and I was like, "Wait, no, that's that's the start of the show. What? What am I? Gosh, man, get it together, man! Man, that get that
1: break. That break messed us up.
0: It did. It did. <laughs> uh, Dave, as you know, this is where, if I don't have anywhere else to put something, I put it this here. This is the
1: random mortgage board section. You,
0: this is the miscellaneous. Yes, yes, yes. I was thinking about this, Dave. I was thinking airplane pilots. Word. You know? Okay. You know how they all have a really soothing voice? You know? Yeah. Attention passengers, this is your pilot speaking. Right now we're cruising at 30,000 feet. Should be arriving in about 90 minutes. Hope you're enjoying your flight and you choose Delta again in the near future. Thank you. Like that's their voice, right? Do you ever totally. think a pilot has been fired for not having that voice? For not sounding good? I could see it, man. I could
1: definitely see it. Like,
0: hey, this is your pilot, man. We're getting ourselves pretty high. But don't worry. We'll have you down in a jiffy. Hopefully in one piece. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right, I'll see you later. Like, has that ever happened? Because one, that pilot would really freak me out. Two, I'd probably have to fire him if I was the airplane. Uh, or the uh, the, uh, yeah. the, if I was the airline the, if I was the airline, I'd be like, yeah you're freaking people out, Billy you're freaking people out you're gonna have to work on your voice, bro work on it anyways, I was just thinking about that just something to ponder just just yeah. talk it over That's with your family yeah, yeah me
1: It'll and my be brother in the next dinner conversation.
0: <laughs> me and my brother talked about it this past weekend. That's where that's where we first started thinking about it. Me and my ah, brother. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, Dave, it's now time to mention the top five listen to shows of the Doc G Show this week. Sweet. Here we go. Bet number five, July fifth, twenty twenty, featuring Pete Bernhardt okay. of the Devil Makes Three. Very nice. Like mm. that show shout out to pete mm-hmm. up there shout in vermont out. hope everything's going uh, uh yes, sir. going well in vermont uh interesting one at fourth place there dave mm. march mm. 14th
1: 2018
0: quincy white mm. yeah Dang. yeah uh, i'm sorry going back in the vault Quincy's been releasing some merch on Instagram. I've noticed he's been releasing some merch. He's been in the lab working on Mm -hmm. some new songs. Hopefully he comes out with some new things. Shout out to Athens Park and everybody in Compton. There we go. Hope everybody's doing well. Shout out. Uh, Number three, August 14th. They're back again. 2019, Matt James and Blacktop Mojo. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's the third week, Dave, that they've been in our top five of most listened shows. People are getting back on that Blacktop Mojo deal there. Uh, number, I don't blame them. Yeah, it's good. Number two, October 7th, Cameron Olson of The Weathers, of course. So true. Uh, and number mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. October 14th, Tarek Jafar of The Bluestones. There we go. That's right. Now, Dave, I haven't done it in a while, so I feel like I got to give the rundown. Let me give it a rundown to the sh- the uh, the the regulars. Here we go. Okay. Let's give a regular shout out here. I'm gonna start with two newbies. So there's been a, just a couple shifts in the uh, in the regulars. I've been watching. Don't think I haven't been watching. Oh. But there's been a couple you gotta, shifts. You got a list down. Yeah. So the newcomers, the new the new to the list, Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Phoenix. Shout They've been regularly listening. Yeah. We got two yep. West Coasters. Phoenix and San Diego. Shout Shout out out. to San Diego. Okay. Being regulars. We appreciate it. Now, people that fell off the list, we had a couple fall off. Columbus, Georgia, fell off Mm -hmm. the list. Sad. 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 Madison, Tennessee, fell off the list. Sad. Sad. But you know who didn't? Fisherville, Virginia. Shout out to Fisherville. Also, shout out to Moscow, Russia. Thank you, guys. Shout Shout out. out to Bristol, Virginia. Shout out to Genoa, Italy. Shout Genoa, out. Italy, get ready. We may be in the center of your state soon. Who knows? We'll see. I don't know if it's going to happen, right. but it could. Uh, Peoria, Illinois, shout out to you guys. Shout Orlando, out. Florida, shout out to you guys. London, UK, shout out to you guys. Shout Mountain out. View, California, our regular West Coast connection, shout out to you guys. Shout Kenner, out. Louisiana, shout out to you shout guys. Out. Star City, Roanoke, Virginia. Andy Frasco was just in uh, 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 Roanoke this past week. There you go. Oh, yeah. Really? Nice. Yeah, now now he's in Richmond. Uh, Ashburn, out. Virginia Shout out to you guys Barcelona, Spain Shout out to you guys Shout Charleston out. Home of Doom Flamingo Shout out to you guys Shout Charlotte, out. North Carolina Queen City Shout out to you guys Boardman, Oregon Keeping it regular Shout out to you guys Shout Dublin, out. Ireland Shout out to you Shout Bradford, out. Virginia Home of the Highlanders Shout out to you Gainesville, Florida Home of the Gators Shout out to you Columbia, South Carolina Home of the Gamecocks Shout out to you And of course Last but definitely not last least jacksonville florida duval shout out to you guys there we go man man what a list doc it's a good one it's very well represented around the country around the world i would like to see much more of uh south america and africa on the list but you know we'll get yes We'll get there eventually. And, sure of, course, of course, Australia. I would like to see more Australia in the regulars, you know, <laughs> and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. again, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, okay. Okay, Dave. Uh, one story before we go to the second birthday suit here. So, uh, a nice, uh, a nice uh, Florida story for us here. So, okay, big bus went down here in Florida this past week. Uh, A police bust. That's right. Uh, This was actually a police bust with Florida Wildlife Conservation Commission. Uh, So the Florida Wildlife Conservation Commission acted on a 19-month investigation that they had been doing. Mm -hmm. And they busted an elaborate, organized enterprise that was smuggling Florida's wildlife both nationally and internationally. Hmm. You want to know the main thing that they were smuggling? Hmm. Yes, please. Flying squirrels.
2: Wait, what?
0: Really? Yes. The Southeastern Flying flying Squirrel. Yes. Yes. So apparently... Who would have guessed there was a market for that? Yeah. Apparently in Korea, of all places, that's where a lot of them went. Korea wanted flying squirrels. Um, wow. Back in January 2019, they got a tip from a concerned citizen that they saw these traps, mm. which they thought were for flying squirrels, in Marion County. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm. apparently, like I said, there is a, a big market for flying squirrels as pets, especially internationally. Uh, mm. Well, they they uh watched these guys for a long time made sure you know this is what they were doing while they were watching right. them and following they caught roughly 3600 flying squirrels jeez yeah
1: 3600 yeah. That's way more than I would have expected. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and they also had plenty of turtles and alligators, but those didn't fetch as much of a price, but they still sold those as well. Uh, The the Florida Wildlife Conservation estimates that it was over $1 million of poached wildlife. Wait, what? So so far, seven people have been arrested in this uh, operation. And, Dave, Uh I got to say, again, this is one of those uh, situations that if you look at it purely financial, risk and reward, Uh totally not worth it. Nope. So, like, think about this. You've got a million dollars off of these animals Uh in 19 months Uh across seven dudes. If you do the math... That's $90,000 a year for each of those guys. Uh, Then... For
1: how many years in prison?
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Then you factor in paying like other middlemen in the scheme. You factor in like different transport and cost of animals. And then on top of it, you're risking going to jail for several years every single day you do it. Right. Like... Right. I mean, there's a reason why they don't make why they make movies about drug dealers, Dave. It's because there's millions and millions of dollars to entice you into that illegal industry, not $90,000. Like I mean, the dude hanging out with the prostitutes in Jamaica had as much money as these guys made in a he, year. He- Come on. <laughs> Not right. Come on. <laughs> he was ready to blow it in one night. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying, guys. Risk and reward. Weigh it out. Girl, come on. Anyways, good thing we're saving our uh, flying squirrels. That's right. Uh, True I di- that. I didn't even know there were a lot of flying squirrels that in at Florida. At risk population. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah, okay. Right. Okay. Uh Okay. Second birthday suit, Dave. Um... This one, I was actually, even though it's in your wheelhouse, I was a little less mm-hmm. confident, but I'm still confident, so 88%. Um, okay. Born on October 21st, 1990. Hmm. In Catalonia, España. Our birthday oh. suit wearer uh, loved basketball from a very young age. In fact, he became the youngest player... To ever play in the Spanish ACB League, hmm. when he played in his first game in the ACB League, he was 14. He played in his first Euro League at the age of 16. Jeez! At that time, he was being talked about as a potential for the NBA draft, and in uh-huh. the NBA draft in 2019. He was drafted fifth overall by the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves had in mean, two thousand. Wait, what year did you say? Two thousand nine. He was nineteen.
1: Two thousand nine. Number tim- nineteen. Timberwolves. Yeah, he, Ricky
0: Rubio. Ricky Rubio is correct. Let's yes. Go. Yes. I wasn't sure. I knew you knew Ricky. I just wasn't sure. You know. I mean. He was I had
1: a, to figure out the right time period and what team.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have too many Spaniards. Let's be honest. You got you got Gasols right. and you got Rubio. That's pretty much what you're looking at, you know. Um, That's but true. He didn't, you know. He so I mean, obviously came to the league. Uh, it took him two years longer. He actually didn't play until 2011. Uh, then he was mm-hmm. with the Timberwolves for seven seasons. They traded him to the Jazz, and then he was traded to the Phoenix Suns, where he's been. Uh, for his 10 yeah. seasons, very, very good. I mean, you know, respectable, good, in-and-out numbers. He's a good
1: game manager, yeah.
0: He's got 11.3 points a game for his career, 7.8 assists per game, and 4.2 rebounds for his career. That means, I mean, you know, that's you'll, good numbers. You'll take it. You'll yeah, take it. That's totally. good That's good numbers, but I, I think they were... They were thinking basically he was going to be Luca before Luca, and yeah, they basically were expecting him
1: to be like the next big Steve Nash yeah. guy, but like a little bit more aggressive. I, I, in th- scoring.
0: I think I think Luca's going to be that guy. I think I think man, he's Luca's definitely going to
1: so dirty.
0: He's he's frightening, man. And the thing that like it it, it irritates me a little bit, but you know. Uh, 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 hater tendencies like how unathletic he is no no like the fact the that stuff he,
1: he does. the
0: fact that he doesn't look like he's trying that's what
1: irritates me <laughs> like,
0: well I guess that's
1: kind of like we're saying like the same thing like none of his moves look like that explosive yeah or
0: well, and he's like, like most really, of the time when he's doing them he's just smiling he's not jumping high he's just like hey right. here we go <laughs> and I'm just like what what like when they were playing the Clippers and he's like scoring 40 points mm-hmm. and he's supposed to have a bad ankle and he just casually driving in and and I'm just like what the how why is he what how is he doing this I like know. You know, I it's know. and he's it,
1: it's just crazy to me seeing he's guarded by the best people and he still does it look like looking easily. Yeah.
0: I mean he's being guarded by PG and and Kawhi Leonard, who are literally two of the best wing defenders in the game. And he's just like doop 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 here we go. Forty points, there we go. Anyways, like yep. crazy. Yep. Anyways, we're not talking about Luca. I'm sorry, nope. Ricky Rubio. We we are trying. <laughs> we're not trying. <laughs> we kind of to- took some of the spotlight. <laughs> he's turning the big three zero. He's turning the trainte trainte for Ricky Rubio. Dang. Yeah, enjoy, Ricky. Yeah, turning 30 in Phoenix. Maybe he's maybe he's one of our listeners in hmm. Phoenix. Who knows? Don't ah, if, don't indeed. don't be offended if you are, Ricky. We are fully celebrating your we, birthday. We love don't you. worry. Yes. <laughs> yes. I only wish, believe me, I only wish I was as good as you. I wish I was in the NBA scoring eleven point three points a game. That would be amazing. Are you kidding me? Enjoy your birthday, Ricky. Have fun with it. Uh Dave. We are going to take one more break. We will be back with TK from Doom Flamingo. But right now, this is Domingo's Run right here on the Doc G Show. Have you ever been to hell?
4: I have. I can assure you that it is quite unpleasant. Unpleasant. I don't have to take you there if you just return what belongs to me. If you're going to run, run fast. As this will only buy you time.
0: back to the show today everybody we are lucky to have a guitarist from doom flamingo yes! mr thomas Kenny, better known as tk tk how's it going man
2: oh it's going good man it's going good
0: fantastic so uh the pandemic has actually been pretty busy for you i mean you released uh your your own project ukuo now did i say that correctly yes sir you did fantastic yeah you released your own project you released uh, the Doom EP, but very first, very important. I, I noticed you posted on Instagram. I got to ask, uh, how's your pepper plant growing, going?
2: Uh, the, the peppers are fire. Nice. good You know, they're late bloomers, but I was talking to a friend of mine who's a gardening expert, and he said the Charleston pepper season is actually October. So fun fact. Wow. But the peppers are good, man. The peppers are good. The music is good. Um, strangely enough... Like, all the musicians in Charleston, which have a, like a really, really vibrant uh, gigging music scene between like bars, weddings, a bunch of recording studios here, everybody is like, pretty much back to work, like business as usual. Wow. Um, honestly, I've been in the weeds for like a month, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um, just seems like everyone's ready to to some music and get out and listen
0: that's good that's good well and now also a pretty th- big thing during the pandemic just a couple months ago you got engaged say what
2: that was oh yeah nice you did your digging awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was... yeah I got engaged to my fiance uh, Georgia Shrubby I'm, I'm super excited nice uh, we're either going to wake up one morning and go get married or plan a date from, like, a year from now. So.
0: <laughs> either one. Nice. Nice. Well, I noticed, actually, you, you did something with your fiancé that I always wanted to do, which was uh, go to Cuba. You, you did that before the pandemic.
2: Oh, yeah. Man, that seems like a lifetime ago. But, yeah, we had a nice Cuba trip. She's actually been, like, seven times before. Wow. And um, she used to work in Cuba uh i don't tell the cuban government but i what? think she used to work like under the table as a tour guide. wow um anyway she owned a latin dance video for years so she's like real big to cuban culture and also music and all that stuff so i got i got a little taste in january
0: very cool very cool always such a cool i took a history of cuba class in undergrad and ever since then i was like i need to I need to check that island out. I need to go. It's not the easiest to get over there. Yeah,
2: it's it's a, it's a wild, wild place. Super vibrant culture. Really friendly people. But man, it's a whole other world down there. T- t- it's not too far away either.
0: No, no. But um, so last thing about the 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 pandemic sort of time that I wanted to ask you about. I noticed you really pick up. Uh, which which a lot of uh artists do you've you've been doing it i think before uh the pandemic but you were given guitar lessons and mm-hmm. how I, I gotta ask how how do you like doing lessons and how did you like doing lessons uh, through video instead of in person
2: yeah that's a great question um i've always taught um it is a passion of mine i don't nice. do it just because it's a gig it's like i love sharing knowledge and just trading ideas back and forth and you know honestly it's kind of a varied response because on one end we can't really i don't know play in time yeah but a lot of students are beginners and they can't really play in time anyway so it doesn't really matter (laughs) yeah um so a lot of theory classes uh the kids though they actually like it more because um for some reason they focus more. Wow! When they're on the computer, as opposed to in my studio, there's a bunch of cool gear everywhere, and they can't <laughs> stop like looking around and stuff. So it's, it hasn't been bad, and I'm, I'm grateful that I've had a, a poor group of students that stuck with me the whole time.
0: Nice, nice. Well, so let, let, let's take the listeners back through uh, your musical journey. Now, did you grow up in Charleston?
2: Uh no I did not not for the first 10 years of my life but I've been here for 20 years now okay. so the majority of my life it, it feels like a great year
0: for sure. Nice. Now now you started playing guitar uh when you were in high school and mm-hmm. I heard you were in a I heard you were in a metal band. Was that was that what yeah. is that what got you initially interested in guitar was like were metal bands or or was it something else
2: yeah i'm pretty sure i was deep in the metal phase um when i picked up the instrument it was first it was like thrash metal Mm -hmm. um like old school metallica and iron maiden and then it really produced into some like death metal and grindcore and honestly stuff that when i listen to now i'm like Dang! I can't believe I listened to some of that stuff. That's <laughs> wild. <laughs> but yeah, I was a I was a, a, a diehard metalhead all through high school. I I, uh, I I didn't get to enjoy the pop punk era because of my uh, obsession <laughs> with metal. <laughs> well, you, so
0: you ended up going to college uh, and and started studying jazz.
2: Uh, what what school
0: did you go to?
2: Uh, I went to USC uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, nice. and. Actually, the interesting thing is I really only studied classical because my my quote-unquote formal technique was so bad. <laughs> um, they were like, this dude needs classical lessons. But I could improvise because the, what I like to tell people is I play black American music. Yeah. That's funk, R&B, soul, blues, jazz. Um, and it's an oral language. Yeah. You know? So I learned this oral language At nightclubs and at jam sessions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, The way people have been learning Black American music for you know hundreds of years. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, man, I didn't vibe with the uh, with the rigidness of the uh, with the Eurocentric classical theory. So. Uh, I kind of got into it with a couple of teachers fun, and one teacher actually told me to go back to the bar to uh, play music. So, you know, I did. And I think I'm doing all right.
0: <laughs> uh, what what years? I know, I know you, you went for a couple of years at USC. What years were you there?
2: Uh, that's a great question, man. I always forget. I think it was 2008 to 2012. Um, I did switch my major over to English. English, Yeah. In, uh, I thought I was going to go and do broadcast journalism for a while, and I worked at a bunch of radio stations and stuff, which was cool because there's still this audio component to it. For sure, I'm a big like audio gear engineer tech head. So, um, and then everyone who was working in news just seemed kind of sad. So you know, I decided <laughs> to try my hand at full time music, and uh, you know, I-, I love my life. So I'm, gl- I'm glad I made the decisions I did.
0: For sure, for sure. Well, I I, I asked the the. The dates because I was I was there at the same time, so I oh to, no way. Yeah, I was getting my my PhD in uh, in applied physiology, so you know. Yeah, nice was. man. Yeah. I was That's game awesome. cocking at the same time, 2008's actually when right I on. when I got there. Yeah, but
2: um, hey, do you remember the uh, the Hunter Gathering?
0: Of course, yes.
2: Yeah, that was the jam. That was where like the that was where all the big. Like jazz, R and B guys used to play. That place is like sanctuary in the middle of a who, football. Who football knows? Land. We probably
0: we probably were there at the same time because I went there a lot because that's where a lot of our researchers would just sort of hang out after they. They finished in the lab. Was there because it's the closest. Uh, it's basically the closest bar to the public health building. So yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There oh, you that's go. wild. You know, we probably wear, like a couple of feet away from the. It's, it's,
0: it's nuts, man. It's nuts how that works. So after college, though, you move back to Charleston. And uh, you're playing in different bands now. It, like you said, Charleston is one of those places that the people just love live music, and and there's a lot mm-hmm. of it going on, and there's a vibrant sort of music creation there. Uh, have you ever? Did you ever think when you went back to Charleston of going to one of those other? scenes like that like nashville or asheville or or new york or something like that or was it always just like i love charleston it's it's here
2: yeah you know that's a great question i think it was kind of a struggle for a while especially since i've been here for so long Mm -hmm. um like i love traveling especially to other countries so a huge part of me was like it really wanted to leave and do something new yeah um but at the same time like, Charleston has this really powerful energy, like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll mention again, black American music in Charleston thrives. Like yeah. There's more churches here. That There's, like, every two blocks, there's, like, a new church. That's and why it's called the, churches, the Holy City. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the churches, there are some of the best, like, R&B, gospel, like, players in the entire world. So mm-hmm. there's, like, there's serious musical energy here and there's a lot of players that you know i play weddings and play on gigs with for example a drummer who plays with asap rocky mm. and keyboard player who plays with d'angelo and nice. some someone like the biggest like world touring gospel musicians live here and right. it's just this like laid back vibe where like there's like the, there's so much work that no one's like cutthroat. Yeah. So everyone just chills and there's a lot of like sit-ins and I really like the personal culture of it. And of course, like I fantasize about moving to New York, you know, moving to LA. I would still like to live in LA for a little while but honestly, the more that I put my roots in, the more just the music came to me as suppose yeah. to I had to go to it. And like, if I would have left, I wouldn't be playing Doom Flamingo right now. Yeah. So it's kind of this very ironic circle that just they put and it kind of it can come to you
0: for sure for sure. Well, now along with music being great and being a big part of Charleston, another part of that culture down there is food. And so I always have to ask uh, this question. Yeah. We recently had uh, Josh Wayne on uh, from The Movement. And he's living down in Charleston, mm-hmm. and he told me I have yeah. to go to the Glass Onion. Sweet. Uh, so, if,
2: if, oh yeah. If yeah. I,
0: if I call you up and I'm like, TK, I've got one night in Charleston. I need a place to eat. Where are you telling me to go?
2: Oh my God, I don't know if I can answer that question. <laughs> there's like, there's literally like. So much food here! Oh yeah. Um, what What are you like, feeling right uh,
0: now? If you if if you were gonna go eat right now, what's what's the your like main go to? It doesn't have to be necessarily the best. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, good question. Um, there's this place down town called uh, Butcher and Bee, mm. and it's uh, I think they're owned by the, the owners are like potentially Lebanese. Don't quote me on this, but it's like. this southern element to it but there's like the middle eastern there's like fermented honey whipped feta oh wow i love like so it's like fusion
0: arab food wow yeah yeah nice i definitely have to try i haven't (laughs) tried that i mean but then again every time i come back to charleston it's like you said every time i come back there's like 15 new restaurants that that i haven't tried i'm like oh man i gotta i gotta try these out I love that, asking that Definitely. question, but I also realize there's always no way I seamlessly go back into music whenever I ask that one. I'm like, where do I eat? Okay, back to music. Let's 180 it. Here right, we go. Right, right, right.
2: <laughs> Hey, for real though, if you want Southern, the Lewis barbecue, I totally forgot. Lewis. Lewis barbecue okay. is like, a, people say it's the best barbecue in the country. It's some award-winning thing. Wow. Austin barbecue pit master. Wow. It really is, like, it's the craziest barbecue you'll ever have. So, yeah, I would hit loose. Now,
0: is that, is that, like, true sort of which Carolina style do they do vinegar or is it honey or mustard base? What kind of uh barbecue or do they do multiple types?
2: Yeah, I think it's actually like Texas barbecue. Oh, wow. like, like brisket, yeah, 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 a like couple types of brisket, nice. all kinds of sausages. It's like it's intense. I'm but,
0: gonna have hey, to yeah. Lewis barbecue. I've got it written down. I'm, I'm headed that That's way next one. time I go to Charleston. That's it. Um. <laughs> Well, well now that I've 180 back to music. Uh let, let's let's get on Doom Flamingo because you've been you've been playing with several of the guys in the group for a lot longer. Uh Ross mm-hmm. and, and Mike, you actually lived with Ross for a while. Uh tell me how you oh, st- yeah. how you met with these guys and and started playing with them.
2: Yeah, good question. Like, you know, if you're living in Charleston and gigging, you probably know like 90% of the musicians. <laughs> just because, like, everybody comes out to the sit-in, to the hang, to the, we got a bunch of, like, Monday night jams that are really cool. And, uh, Ross and Mike used to play in this insane funk band called Wadata. Mm. Um, kind of had, like, a new master sound. It's like, just, like, stupid funky. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would always go hang out and get some drinks and go listen to them. And, like, you know, if you're assertive, there's always a need for a guitarist or a keyboardist so I think Mike Quinn started hitting me up after a while we started gigging you know it's just you just kind of get to know everybody and there's so many gigs like you know I might have four gigs in a week and I'll be like I'll just call a bunch of random people just to put a band together for sure like, the local bands are really just kind of these informal, like, put-together groups. Yeah, just to, yeah. yeah. Everybody kind of knows all the Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, we just kind of, like, pull songs. So, yeah, we just started playing. And then, yeah, funny enough, me, Ross, and uh, uh, Jonathan Peace, a really good friend of ours, we lived in Jonathan Peace's one-bedroom apartment three <laughs> of us for, like, four months. And it was just, like... A, I'm just glad that time in my life is over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, one one bedroom, three guys. It's a little tight. It's a little tight.
2: Um, yeah. No, we didn't all sleep in the same bedroom, but it was like one dude was in the living room and then I was in a room that was like the entrance to the house, really. It was just <laughs> one person.
0: One person's in the bathtub. It's not
2: comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty much.
0: Well now, I hear Doom Flamingo sort of came together because Hank, your manager, uh yeah. uh got basically contacted by Ryan, who also plays in Humphreys McGee, and he wanted to start mm-hmm. like a an after party. And you know, he just he wanted he wanted some local musicians to play in that. He wanted that hodgepodge to be there for the after party and he sort of assumed, uh, assembled all the members of Doom Flamingo, and, and it was sort of supposed to be, like, a a one-time deal. Do you remember that that after that first sort of get-together with everybody in the band?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and the funny thing enough, Brian plays, uh, everyone in Humphrey kind of does, like, after-party shows where they have, like, an acoustic duo with Jake and Brendan, or, uh, you know, yeah any way that you can play some gigs, you're going to play some gigs. And Ryan's other, like, 80s, like, strictly covers tribute band, uh, they were supposed to play, but they couldn't make it. Mm. So then Ryan was like, oh, well, I know some local guys. I know Mike Quinn. Uh, I think he had met Ross before. And then Hank was like, well, I know all these people. So it's kind of... It just kind of, like, this magnetism happened. And it was like... Yeah, let's put a band together, and I think Ross came to the table with a couple of like original demo ideas, and we were like, "Damn, this is like really fire music! Like maybe we should do something." So it was funny, like we booked a gig before we had ever even played before, so it kind of <laughs> gave us the platform to to like work on it and develop a sound, which is
0: cool for sure. For now, was was that the reason you guys sort of went to that synthwave sound? Was because uh, you you were sort of replacing that Ryan's '80s cover uh, uh, band, so you sort of wanted to stick with that sort of futuristic '80s jamming sound, or was it more because of Ross's uh, demos?
2: I think it was like Ross's demos, and he was and still is in a huge big, big, uh, mood these days. You know, him being a keyboardist and him loving gear of all shapes and sizes like synthesizers like honestly i like to play around with synthesizers more than i like to play around with guitars <laughs> just because they sound completely insane oh yeah and uh i think ross was just deep into the synth wave kick and he was like we have all the elements to make this kind of you know weird it's 80s but it's not and it's house music but it's not and he was like we got all the elements like let's let's take a stab at it. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so it was kind of like, he, he kind of planted
0: the seed on that one from there. Sweet, sweet. So now, I noticed in a lot of descriptions, like on the website, uh, it, they describe your guitar riffs as, as Top Gun, which of course, <laughs> which of course, I, I agree with. I mean, you listen to that Top Gun theme and there's, a, there's a little bit to it, you know? And, and even in some of your recent merch that you guys had on Instagram, the, the Top Gun logo, is, is sort of ripped off in some of it. Uh, are you a Top Gun yeah. fan?
2: Dude, honestly, I saw the movie once, like, 15 years ago. <laughs> funny thing is, I have, like, a six-year-old student who wanted to learn "Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> uh, nice. So I finally learned that song, like, two weeks ago. Um, so, like, not really, but, you know, I grew up, like, like playing the 80s metal thing. Yeah. And uh, the ironic thing was, like, I didn't touch that music for... I don't even know a decade. I was playing like George Benson and like Brazilian jazz and stuff like that for years, and uh, so now I feel like I'm like revisiting this vocabulary I learned in high school. For it's sure. Kind of weird.
0: Well, and I I sort uh, of wondered that about you know like like you said you you've been sort of jumping through these these genres of like jazz and playing these sort of you know more rhythm driven and i mean there there's tons of rhythm in the doom flamingo songs but it is it's it's definitely a different genre than you had been you had been doing before so w- yeah which yeah. w- which sort of goes along uh i noticed cuz you know uh Kanika is it, it, it's funny cuz she she's her whole life has been gospel and r&b and it seems sort of crazy that she's in this this band of synthwave '80s music, and she's stuck in the middle of it. And I heard her talking about how, like, you know, going to to festivals and stuff. She's like, "What? What do people do here? This is so weird." Right? Is yeah. yeah have,
2: have you guys? Dude, a lot of people don't even know about that world.
0: Well, have you guys have to, had to like been like, okay, so this is this is what they do here. These are these these are the weirdos that come to festivals.
2: I think you know she she like picked up on it naturally because. You know, not a lot of people know she, well, she's from Columbia and she used to play in an acoustic duo with this awesome singer, uh, Mario McLean.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he's kind of got like a, like a John Legend type voice, but they played like, I can only describe it as like alternative folk music. Mm. It, it almost sounded like, like some Bonnie Vare with a uh, male and female voice, you know? Yeah. Um, And plus, we do these weddings and cover gigs, so we're always learning, like, yeah, there's a lot of fun on B, but sometimes we'll be playing country on a gig, you
3: know what I mean? Yeah. It just
2: depends. And, uh, but it did, like, uh, it was cool to see kind of her eyes, like, open up, um, walking through these festivals being like, oh, like. Anything goes out here. Like <laughs> this is wild. Like yeah. the whole new world. So she kind of just picked up on it naturally. Nice. She even like mentioned she was like, okay, I kind of see what's going on in this scene. Like I, you know, and honestly, I kind of need to do the same thing too because yeah. I'm coming from you know, like every other guitar player at a jam festival is like shredding, yeah, their face off. And uh, honestly, that's not really my style, but it's it's made me not that i always curate what i do for my audience but it's not a bad move to kind of like be like all right it's three o'clock in the morning i know what you guys want let me, <laughs> let me give a little bit of that back before i just do my thing all night nice you know? nice um so yeah i think like we're, we're all very strong individuals and we all have like a very clear sound uh, very defined vocabulary that we've worked on as individuals but we're also really good at playing the part
3: as well yeah Um,
2: so i think a lot of the band is kind of like just navigating that compromise between the just us raw us and then putting on this kind of curated show
0: yeah well well, speaking of uh, speaking of that sort of compromise and whatnot like you said you guys have multiple projects. You you've got things going on solo wise. Ryan obviously has Umphrey's and other things. How do how do other projects factor in to you guys making decisions on Doom? Like, does Doom Flamingo come first, or is it just an understood thing? Like, hey, we got to do this. How how does that work between you guys?
2: Yeah, I think um, you know, of course, Umphrey's comes first. Yeah. Um, no doubt about that, you know, because they have been a fully functioning uh, business entity touring band for, what, 25 years now, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, like, really blessed that Humphreys has helped us out in, like, such a vast way, even just by being, you know, Ryan's on the bill at this festival. It's kind of like a foot in the door, you know? So, yeah. We definitely got to skip a lot of like the road dog touring that Ryan did. Yeah. Um for a lot of his career. Um so yeah, Humphreys definitely comes first. Um and with our side projects, you know, the better Doom does, the better those projects do. Yeah. So there's no like conflict between like, oh well, I wanted to do a date with my first like you know, it's like I'm, I'm down to play with Doom every single time, nice. you know, because I know the little pockets where I can fit my thing in, it's just going to be that much better. So For sure. Yeah, it's a little bit of a schedule coordination, you know. Uh, I know one of our managers has a great time dealing with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're making work, and everything's just working out the best it can.
0: Nice, nice. Now, I heard uh, the first song's, that came out that you guys uh that you guys made uh you work you did some of the production and wolfgang zimmerman uh who we've actually we've actually talked about on the show before because we had uh, susto on the show and susto works with him a lot uh how did how did you guys work with him and and how did those first few songs come together that you released?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Ross does a lot of the demo writing, um, especially at first. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we definitely like trust him a lot. Sometimes there's just that guy in the band who you just trust to like get the ball rolling and then everyone's personalities kind of fills in. Yeah. Um, Now I feel like everybody's having a much more proactive role and like, you know, I've gotten a bunch of songs started, and Ryan's got a bunch of songs started, Kinika writes, you know, most of the lyrics. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was, like, we booked a gig, so then we were like, oh, we gotta book a studio session, mm-hmm. and, like, get some press together, because, mm-hmm. you know, we gotta advertise it. Right. And, um, I think we just got, like, maybe three or four songs together, and, uh... We like got up at the poor the poorhouse is a local venue that's been gracious enough to uh, let us rehearse there in the past. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the songs just kind of came together, polished up a couple of Ross's ideas, and then we recorded at Wolfgang Studio. And I did these um, initial mixes, um, and then we got the songs remixed. Like I'm a great mix engineer. Mm-hmm. Holler if you need any work, <laughs> um, but the Humphrey. <laughs> But the Humphreys uh, the engineer, Greg Majors, like, this dude mixes, like, Katy Perry and Lupe Fiasco, like, wow. his mixes are absolutely perfect, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, it's just this caliber of, like, he's one of those top Nashville guys. Um, so when we did our, I think we had, like, four or five songs out that I mixed, and it was just kind of, like, to get them out so we could let people listen to something, and mm-hmm. um, after a while we were talking to greg and we were like yeah dude let's give him these mixes and see what he can do and he just like you know when i listen to those mixes they're like top 40 that that sheen you know that's yeah. that's great
0: for sure well now on the, the most recent ep you guys just released the doom ep uh it, it it feels like to me you guys took a little bit it's it's a little bit darker in in, in tones in lyrics uh was that on was that on purpose did you guys go into it saying let's 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 take a little bit turn of more intensity more darkness as far as the overtone or did it just come out that way or am i seeing something that doesn't exist
2: it's definitely (laughs) uh, it's definitely a calculated thing Uh, and it could probably be a little jarring to certain listeners who just expect like repetition yeah like not just from album to album but like a whole band Sometimes bands just put out one vibe for their whole career and yeah. that's cool. But we have uh we're fortunate to be able to kind of play off of the name that we have and I like to think of it as like yeah, we have this kind of like like more like 80s roller disco pop like just like Miami 1984 kind of vibe. Yeah. But like there was a lot of really dark synthesizer music in the 80s like i don't know like Dio or stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. so it's like it's cool to take like not just the the whole band but also to put kanika in front of this like dark like opera synth rock vibe almost like nine inch nails but 80 thrash Metal, you know, it's it's kind of weird. Like when I'm describing it, I'm like, what am I describing right now? Oh, there's there's a Uh, lot of
0: there's definitely a lot of things in the new the new sound that it does. It's 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 an evolution. It's different than the than those first tracks you guys released. But it 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 definitely was a, a different feel. And I was just wondering, as far as you guys looking at it and saying, all right, let's take it this way. Was it again Ross that sort of Put forward those ideas first or was it more of a a band group that time
2: yeah i think it was like it was something that the whole band had talked about because we were like well we could just put a record out that has both on it or we could kind of separate the two and we were also thinking about the merchandising of it like Mm -hmm. um this is not confirmed, but it would be cool to have this double vinyl on one side, like black and red. And the other one's like black and pink. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you kind of get this, like just this, like, Oh, it will schizophrenic <laughs> feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wow, this is like dark eighties metal with a female vocalist singing. And then you have like straight up roller skates and like, yeah, just just disco, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we've we've talked about uh, not decided yet, but we were like, you know, maybe we could make like a like a dark dance record or somehow combine the two, you know? Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, we just write the music without any intention. And I think like a lot of artists, they just write as much as they can, and, and then so they're like, comes right, out. "How do we package this?" Yeah, you know, it's like, how do we kind of select the right song so they make. Some some kind of sense to each other, you know, so, for sure. For yeah, sure. it kind of happened organically. We went back and forth on a couple ideas and
0: just settled on that. Nice, nice. Well, now you mentioned it before, um, as far as the, the venue sort of reopening and whatnot. Uh, what's, what's Doom Flamingo's schedule looking right, uh, like right now?
2: Actually, I think for the first time ever, we have like a fortnight run lined up. Wow. November 5th through 8th. Very cool. Um, yeah, we're doing two nights in Richmond, and then on the 7th and 8th, we're doing two nights in Asheville. Nice. Um, Very good. Which usually we can't cities. do that many in a row because Ryan is working with Humphreys, but I believe they're off for at least another month or something like that.
0: Nice. So yeah, we
2: got four nights booked, and honestly, I can't wait to get back on the road mask
0: up and get out there. Nice, nice man. And and two good cities like I was saying, Richmond and 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 uh, Asheville definitely they'll be they'll be excited to see you guys for sure. No,
2: they've they've showed up and showed out multiple times before, so I can't
0: wait to uh, get back. Nice. Nice. Now, what are what are the plans for Doom Flamingo for the rest of 2020? Uh, as as far as maybe releases, as far as getting together, uh, music in general, what do you guys have on the on the schedule?
2: Yeah, so we have the Flamingo EP coming up. We got a bunch of like totally unheard songs. Nice. Um, that I think is our. I think this next EP personally, I think it's our best work yet. Wow. Um, it's fun. It's like we just got our first mix back from our mix. Enge- uh, Matt Zucktel is our front of house guy, and he also is our mix engineer now. Um, and it's just it just sounds so good. and Kanika's lyrics and writing is so good, man. Um, awesome. I'm really excited for the Flamingo EP. We also have a second comic book coming out to accompany that um we are going to be filming a music video for the lead single of the ep yeah just, man and and we're already like five or six songs into the next record so we're just trying trying to keep it going and stay occupied while the world is in uh the state that it's in
0: man well that's awesome I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the the flamingo ep if it's if it if it's if it's that good if you're that excited about it I'm excited about it man because like I said in the last uh in the last show uh when I found I I was just cruising Instagram man and I came across uh, for whatever reason you know uh, through the search your video came up where you were putting down one of the the solos and I was just like man what is the sound and then I went on Spotify <laughs> and I listened to Runaway and I li- listened to F16 and I listened to Domingo's Run and I was just like this is awesome i want
2: more of this so it, uh, thanks man
0: yeah it is it is fantastic it's a it's a good i mean it's it's like you said it's just a, such a good mix of of different genres and new meets old in a lot of different ways and it's just fun yes! but TG, we are against a break, man. Yeah, for sure. But I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been fantastic.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for being a fan. Thank you for reaching out. I'd love to talk about it, and uh, can't wait to see some of y'all out at the shows.
0: Awesome, man. Well, right now, let's take a listen to my favorite off the new EP. Let's take a listen to "Need to Feed" right here on the Doc G Show. here on the doc g show doom flamingo <laughs> boom oh gosh need to feed man just love their jams they're so just up in your face and Ruby. energy and it's ah insane. gosh i like it yeah I, I, I told i told tk after that interview i was like man uh you know, I you're one of the few. Like, I mean, I've listened to tons of our artists before I have them on the show, but they were mm-hmm. one of the few that like I found right before the interview, and I was like, I got to talk to these. That's people. right. This is just a good yeah. jam right here. I got I got to talk to these it's people. So true. Like, it's good stuff and just crazy. Me, me and TK. Who knows? We probably were a foot away from each other in Colombia. Wild, wild good man. <laughs> What a what? world we live in! It is, man. It's wild, and I can't wait. Me and you were looking at that Lewis barbecue. Oh man, that's dangerous. Mm. That's dangerous right there. You'd be there all weekend. Oh Some gosh, giant man. beef
1: ribs, and you're you're going for the Sunday special, the chicken the, uh, fried chicken steak. steak.
0: Oh, oh, mm. get out of town. And then on Friday they got that beef and cheddar. Oh, <laughs> mm. with the horsey <laughs> sauce on there. <laughs> yes. Sheesh. Oh gosh. Ah, oh, man, I am such a, a, such a fat guy inside. Oh, man. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Anyways, thank you to Doom Flamingo. I'm so glad we had them on the show. They do have fantastic music. You guys need to check it out if you haven't. Yes. They're going, as they said, they're touring all around. They're going They're going to Asheville. They're going to Richmond. Mm-hmm. Mask up and go mm-hmm. out and, and see them social distance yourself and mask up and watch that show you'll be amazed uh okay there you go dave it's time you know what time it is
1: shoe and toe baby
0: mm, part 20, one, 21 21 yes yes now what dave, we got today I feel like, you know, I don't, the, the longer we go with this, the less I need to describe and explain, you know, because I feel like people mm-hmm. got the backstory. They're like, I got it. So I'm not going to give you too much, but I'm definitely going to tell okay. you what shoe. Definitely going to tell you the mm-hmm. shoe I'm rocking. The shoe that I'm rocking mm-hmm. would be the Jordan 3 retro mm. Tinker Hatfields, mm. the mm. Blacks. The black and grays. Yes. Now, black uh, with this, with the gray swoosh, with the gray swoosh, yes, and the gold, yes. the gold accents on the uh, lace, the laces, Ooh. yeah. Now I gotta Bless say, him. Dave, this is selling for an extremely modest two twenty on StockX right now, and man, it's it's one of those examples that I just don't know what shoe heads taste in shoes are man i love these shoes right and i'm just like it's it's hard i i don't get like i mean it's it's purely on supply and demand really i mean that's mainly what it is how many shoes do they put out Think they just made too many of them well like i feel like it wasn't as limited as some of their other shoes like like the uh like the breads They clearly, Mm -hmm. you know, all like pretty much all the the bread models they limit or like the space jams, they limit those on the 11s, you know, like Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like these, they put out a pretty good number and like just people were like, and that's the other thing. If Jordan didn't wear them, they, they're usually less, uh, sought after. Yeah. It's, yeah. either, it's either the collabos like the Dior's and the Travis Scott's or the, uh, or mm-hmm. the worn Jordans. Those are the sought-after yeah. ones. Um, anyways, sure. these shoes were celebrating 30th anniversary of the threes. Uh, these mm-hmm. were the original design that Tinker came up with. They made some changes after this original sketch, but these were the actual shoe that he came up with so true it literally saved the Jordan brand that literally made right. the Jordan brand um they've got a little bit like it's not the normal swoosh too it's a little bit more slanted than the normal swoosh and uh hmm. they've got Tinker Hatfield's signature on the tongue of the shoe and on the sole of the shoe which is pretty cool uh I like rid- the suede and the and the three on this yeah yeah. On. yeah, exactly, man. That's that's another nice touch that he wanted that they took off on the original threes, which again They were all
1: leather on all their other ones.
0: Yeah, which again is a very cool, uh cool touch. That again, I don't know why the shoe heads don't dig this thing, man. It's an awesome shoe, right? and it's got the it's got the 3M reflective tongue on it, which is just cool, mm. which is just very cool. Always um i love them i love them one of my favorites right there and uh, i've by the way this round this this round of 10 mm-hmm. some of my favorites are coming mm-hmm. up in this round of 10 they're they're coming say, up
1: 23 has got to be a big one
0: 23 you want 23 do you want 23 to be my biggest in my collection yes okay 23 it has to be Yeah, 20, I agree. That's good. I like it. 23 is going to be the biggest, my favorite in the collection. Get excited. Two weeks, guys. Biggest in the collection. It's happening. Bring out a grail. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. But there we go. Shoe and Tell Part 21, Jordan 3, Retro Tinker Hatfields. Love them. Love them. Okay. Dave, last birthday suit. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to get her full name. Okay, I know you're not going to get her full name. Uh, but mm-hmm. you'll get her stage name, I do believe. So okay. I'm, I'm giving you 85% on the stage name. Uh, if okay. I were expecting okay. you to get the full name, I would give you 0%. Mm-hmm. I know you'd be able to get <laughs> her first name, but not her second. So here we go. Uh, Born on October 21st, 1942, in Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, New York. Our birthday Sue Ware, in her own words, has described her dad as the greatest thing since sliced bread. And her mom, a real meat and potatoes kind of gal. She uh, ended up going to American University, where she got a degree in government. She then went on to the New York School of or, or New York Law School and earned her law degree in 1965 at the young age of 23. Impressive!
1: Wow, um, impressive.
0: She was hired as a corporate lawyer, but after a few years, mm-hmm. she became dissatisfied with that job. So she became mm-hmm. a, a prosecutor in the family courts of the New York court system in 1972. She saw several thousand cases. She gained recognition as a tough but a fair judge. And she Mm -hmm. received attention from newspapers and TV shows, eventually having a whole segment on 60 Minutes. They interviewed her on 60 Minutes. She -hmm. accepted a job in 1996 to do a court TV show that she was the judge since it's day... Judge David, Judy? Judge Judy is correct. What? Yes. Oh, man. Yes.
1: Birth- okay, keep it going.
0: J- Judith Shindland. Shindland, yeah, I would Never would have got that. Yeah, Shindland. It's S-H-E-I-N-D-L-I-N. So, She's a bad man. B word. Wait, what? She's crazy, man. She is uh, so for... I, I love her, though. ...several <laughs> years... Uh Well, one, since its debut, it has remained the number one court TV show in the country. Hmm. hmm. Man. For several years, her show, uh, this I found crazy, drew more viewers than Oprah Winfrey's show. Jeez. It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. And, and this this next one just makes me sad. But it's also impressive. It makes me very sad, but it's also impressive. 2013, a poll made by Reader's Digest found that the American public trusted uh, Judge Judy more than any Supreme Court justice. That, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's very sad, but uh, I guess yeah. I guess it's good for Judge Judy, I guess. Um yeah, I I couldn't believe this either. But in 2010, when her contract was renewed, it was renewed for 45 million a year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She's on the list I, of top 50 wealthiest women in America. Judge Judy. Judge Judy. What's man. her net
1: worth? Goodness gracious.
0: It's a couple hundred million dollars. It's a sh- uh she's she's uh you know yeah it's crazy man but she and she she said that judge judy will end at the end of the 25th season she made a uh made a statement about that so in 2021 she will retire from judge judy it's crazy so look at this so so she made forty-seven million
1: per year for Judge Judy, mm-hmm. translates to over nine hundred thousand per workday. She worked fifty-two days per year. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, but I will wow. give her credit. I didn't know, like you know, I I didn't know that she had that much of a law history you know right like right. i thought they yeah. just pulled off some weirdo with a, a fake degree somewhere and we're like hey yeah, 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 yeah. host mm-hmm. the show you're 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 right. angry host the show you know like i yeah, didn't know y- that you can be strict and talk down to people <laughs> yeah i didn't know that she had all this history as far as being an actual uh prosecutor in a family court system and then becoming a judge mm-hmm. so like that's that's uh that's wild man but uh, yes, yeah, she's definitely rich that's so. <laughs> definitely definitely rich and way more popular than I understood Judge Judy to be like I thought judge I Judy was it, just like some kind of funny TV show that people that were sick and home from work would Dude, watch they, they watch okay. it at,
1: they watch it at the at the nursing home
0: all the time. It's <laughs> it's crazy man. Crazy. Anyways, happy birthday to Judge Judy. 78 for Judge Judy. There we go. Happy birthday, Judge Judy. Yes, enjoy it. Dave, my goodness, I got to tell you, three fantastic shows coming up. So true. We've got three more in the works that I'm getting very excited for, but I can't tell you because they're not cemented. But three are definitely happening, and I'm very excited about them. We've got Magic City Hippies. (laughs) From you, one of my okay. favorite towns, the MIA. Throwing it down. Oh. Couple of Miami alumni. Very excited about mm-hmm. talking to these mm-hmm. guys. Make some funky jams. Oh. They're, they're awesome. Then we've got Grandson. Oh, my gosh, Grandson. Five million monthly streams. Monthly listeners Ooh,
3: on, on
0: Spotify. Almost 200 million streams on his song, Bloodwater. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, can't wait to talk to him. And then we've got a fantastic band from the Boston area after your favorite 80s movie, Dead Poets Society. Yes. 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 Love it. Very cool. Very cool. So I'm super excited about all these shows. They're going to be awesome, man. Can't wait to hear from these folks. It's going to be some good stuff. But that has been the show, Dave. We're going to wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up And I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it You know I'm happy with it And I'm confident I can fight off a shark I'm pretty confident I yes. can do that And I'm pretty confident That I will not carry around $85,000 in my pocket Or a flying squirrel Nope None of those things Nor will, will you happen. meet up with a prostitute Nope None of those things will happen Dave uh, <laughs> But of course Of course With me as always, has been none other than that magnificent bull rider himself, Dave Burles Berlin.
1: Guys, it's been another wonderful Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Talk to you next
0: week. Go anywhere. Mm. And until next week, guys, zip it up and zip it out.